Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm thrilled to welcome Lindsay to the show today. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm glad you could be here. What is your question for me today? Okay, um, so I've kind of broken it down into three parts. Do you want me to okay. go through sure. all of that first yeah. to start? Okay, okay. So, so I recently turned 31 um, and I've just started attending a family ward as a single adult. And to be honest, it's been quite devastating. Oh. <laughs> um, I feel a lot like I have failed <laughs> in part mm. because I I feel like that's like, I don't know, I've like internalized what church culture has kind of said mm-hmm. about, you know, the need to get married. And like, you know, if you don't get married before you have to leave the singles ward, like you, you know, kind of failed at that. Um, and so I've only been to the family ward probably less than five times now, mm-hmm. like since I started going. But I find that like, I'm incredibly conscious of the fact that I'm single when I'm there. Like Mm -hmm. I feel almost like really embarrassed by it. Um, Mm -hmm. And like going to church just makes me really sad. (laughs) Um, And I just, and I'm like very lonely and I feel like I've experienced a lot of self-loathing because of this. And like, Mm -hmm. this is something that's kind of been going on for a couple of years now. It's not just like I turned 31 and this kind of happened. Right. And then kind of the second part of that is like, I feel like because of this, it's been, I feel like it's been quite damaging to my relationship with the church and my heavenly parents. Mm. Um, And I think part of that, that I've kind of just realized recently is, you know, I, so I'm a convert to the church. I did on the church when I was 18. Mm -hmm. Um, And I grew up in a home where my stepfather was quite an abusive alcoholic. Mm. Um, And so I feel like, part of like joining the church was like this hope around having my own paternal family. Mm, um, and like, not that I didn't have a testimony and not Mm -hmm. that I still don't, but I, I feel like, you know, that was a big part of it. Um, you know, I was like, if I join the church and hopefully like I can meet a good man who is not like my stepfather. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and so I feel like really just really let down by that. And like lots of feelings, like, you know, God doesn't love me. And somehow this must be my fault. Um, Mm. even though I feel like, you know, I did, I feel like I did all the things that I was supposed to, like I got baptized, kept the commandments. I served a mission. I even went to BYU, even though I know that's like not a thing we're supposed to do, but (laughs) I did go to BYU. Um, and so like, I just have a lot of feelings of like, it must be my fault that I'm in this situation. Um, Mm. because I somehow like haven't earned this blessing. And then I feel like the third thing is like when it comes to dating, like I've honestly never really had a positive dating experience. Like I've mm. had one serious boyfriend and honestly, like retrospectively, I realized he did not treat me very well um, yeah. through that relationship. And then I just find like I've been on so many first dates, like there's never a second date. And so it's kind of just become really like mentally exhausting. Like what's mm. the point in even mm-hmm. going on a date? Like I'd rather, you know, stay home <laughs> or yeah. spend my time with people that I actually like want to spend my time with rather than, you know, forcing myself to go on a date with someone and like probably just having some bad conversation and going home. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, 
you know, it's, I, I want to date. And then I feel like, you know, there's a lot of self-blame because I've now dating has become really hard. And so I feel like, well, it must be my fault that I'm still single because I'm having a hard time with dating. And like, I would be really open to dating someone who's not a member of the church, but I've also kind of really internalized the, like, that, you know, the church is not super supportive of that. Like I Mm -hmm. really find, you know, thinking about single women, especially that are older than me, it's kind of like, well, either you marry someone in the temple or you stay single for the rest of your life. Like those are kind of like the options that I feel like are presented. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, and I have been on a few dates with a few people that aren't members of the church, um, but like my faith has always been a problem. Um, Mm. And so I feel like I have a lot of anxiety just about that whole situation and like Mm -hmm. trying to navigate that. So there's a lot going on and probably yeah. more than we can talk about in, you know, half an hour, but um that's <laughs> we we can try. We can try. Okay. So I just wanted to explain oh, all that. So yeah, no, that that's yeah. really helpful background. That that's uh-huh. really helpful. So which area do you want to start with? Oh gosh. I mean probably the first one, like just the like feeling so sad and lonely and like feeling like I have failed. Like I feel like that's okay. kind of the root of like everything. And like, honestly, like I think about like my 20 year old self would probably be like horrified that I am 31 and still single. Um, And like, and it's obviously something because I wasn't raised in the church. Like it's obviously something like I've been taught and like internalized um, part of the church. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So what I'm hearing is you join the church in hopes of creating something that you didn't have growing up. Uh, yeah, I would say that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yes. And then it hasn't happened. And so uh-huh. then now you're blaming yourself mm-hmm. that it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You said you're sad and lonely. Did you ever feel sad and lonely when you were little? Um, not really. Okay. I don't, I, in your I mean, family or anything like that. Uh, I mean, I've always been really fortunate to have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I still do now, and but I feel like it's like a type of loneliness that like no amount of friends is going to be able to, you know, cure right, <laughs> if that, right. if that makes sense. It's not just like yeah. the loneliness of like not being able to spend time with people. Like I have people in my life that I can gotcha. Okay. So around. you have friendships and things like yes. that. Yes. So, so what can happen And this, this is just a guess. So you can tell me like if mm-hmm. it resonates mm-hmm. or not, but when you grow up with an alcoholic, abusive parent. There is a part of you that feels empty and shame-filled and like something's wrong with you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if some of that, that loneliness and that shame comes from that being in a home with an alcoholic who's abusive. Mm-hmm. that impacts people, especially little people. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is there may be some healing for you to do that has nothing to do with whether or not you get married mm-hmm. and have a family. Yeah. I, that's interesting. Um, I like, honestly, it's not it's like, it's not really something I've given much thought to like mm-hmm. my, you know, they got divorced like six years ago and like, I haven't mm-hmm. lived at home in much longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he passed away two years ago. And so I kind of just was like, 
we're good. <laughs> like, that yeah. was that was kind of my like reaction yeah. to that. And I feel like, yeah, I've never really like, yeah, I don't know. I've never really talked about it or really processed it. And I feel like part of that, I was kind of always like, well, you know, this thing is hard, but like quite honestly, like because I was in that hard circumstance, like that, like that was a big thing that Jimmy did to the church. And I feel like the church really helped me cope with that. Yeah, um, for sure. That whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and like, I think I kind of always had these feelings of like, well, I had this really hard thing when I was younger. So like, that's mm-hmm. gotta be my hard thing and that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You did have a hard thing and I think it might be impacting you more than you have considered. So there's, that's just one, mm-hmm. one piece. So just think about that. Okay. And because there's an impact of living with someone who has a substance use problem and who is not nice. Mm-hmm. And that impacts how kids see themselves. So I want to suggest if you haven't done therapy around that, that maybe you consider that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been to therapy, but that hasn't really been something that's really been like talked about much. Mm-hmm. Because what you're describing is a common feeling for people who've grown up in homes with alcohol and abuse. Just an emptiness, a loneliness, a not good enough, something's wrong with me. So this may be that nothing's wrong with you. It may be that something was wrong in your family when you were growing Mm up, (laughs) you know, and you, you, that had an impact on you. So, so consider that. Okay. Okay. Next, I want to talk about the church. So, so it was kind of like the church was this white knight coming to save you and help <laughs> you create what you didn't have, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I can totally see that. And, and so it makes sense that when it, it, like, it hasn't delivered in certain ways for you, right? Like yeah. you, you thought, I do this, this, this. I go on a mission. I go to BYU. I do. Then I'm going to get this. And Mm -hmm. that is not how life works. Mm -hmm. And like for anybody, eventually like something falls apart and you have to realize, oh my gosh, (laughs) it's not what I thought it was. It's not you do this, you get this blessing. Yeah. Because it sounds like you've done all the right things and you thought this would happen, but it hasn't. So there must be something else going on that's more complex than I I did this, I get this. Because mm. that's, I think we teach that in the church, but it's not, yep. actually <laughs> tr- it's not actually true. So it makes sense that you got that because that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you, you earn blessings. It's like, well, uh, not really. <laughs> like mm-hmm. sometimes you're blessed for, and you've done some really wrong things and you're still blessed. You know, yeah. it's like, Sometimes you've done everything right and you don't get what you want. So, um, so your faith is maturing by going through this and going, wait a second. It's not what I thought. It's not, I do this. I get that. So now the next question is, what is it? Like why, you know, what is your motivation for, for choosing the right? If it's not like guaranteed family and marriage. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's the thing I've kind of been grappling with. Yeah. Um, 
I don't really have an answer to that question at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's okay. It's just, that's kind of the next question, right? Like, is there more to your spiritual life than mm-hmm. I do the right things and I get married? Yeah. Right. Like, is there more there? Uh-huh. Because how you've been doing that is, hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. So just think about like, what, what is this all about? <laughs> you know, kind of the existential <laughs> questions, like, what am I doing here? What, you know, yeah. that's a hard, I mean, that's going to take some time to sort through like, what, you know, what is my life about? I thought it was going to be about this, but maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, what else could it be about? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's, that's kind of the journey that you're on. And I'm not saying you won't get married. I have no idea. And I'm not saying you won't yeah. get married because I have no idea. And yeah. and you don't know either. No. <laughs> so what are you going to create that you have control over? Um, I mean, I feel like in all other aspects of my life, like mm-hmm. I'm doing very well. Like I I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I'm limiting myself because I'm single, because I know that's something that especially women within the church kind of feel like they can't do yeah. things because yeah. they're single. Yeah. Um, I would say generally, I mean, I can think of a few instances where I maybe like second guess myself about some things, but like mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a career, I have a master's degree, I like I have lots of friends. I mm-hmm. do have fairly good relationships with all of my other family members. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I've done a lot of traveling. Like I'm always, you know, trying to learn things for myself. Like good. I'm trying, it, I feel like my, my thing that has been a little bit hard is like feeling okay about um, spending money on myself. Um, mm. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah. who, else, who else are you going to spend it on? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, because I, I think like, for example, I just went through a few months, maybe about six months ago, I kind of looked around my room and I was like, I feel like I'm living in a college dormitory. Like mm. I hadn't let myself go out and like buy new furniture. Because it was like, you know, everything was secondhand because I thought, you know, all this is all be temporary. And like one day when I meet a husband, I'll be able to go buy myself new whatevers. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of, you know, I let myself get rid of the used furniture and like went and bought new furniture for my bedroom. Like that was awesome. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Like that's a huge, that represents a lot, I think. Yeah. I mean, it kind of seems a little silly to like say it out loud, but (laughs) no, I'm not thinking that at all. I think it's really important and it's, it's kind of symbolizing, like I am owning my life. Like I am not waiting anymore. And so that's, that's cool. Thanks. (laughs) That's like a really good, like really good sign. And it's, it doesn't mean you won't get married, but it means uh-huh. oh, yeah. you're not going to just kind of hold your, it's like you've been holding your breath for 10 years, you know? Yeah. And it's like, bit. okay, well now let's just breathe and like do life and see what, what adventures to go on, you know, that may or may not include a man. Yeah. And like, I do, you know, even have, you know, some, I guess, goals that I've set for myself, mm-hmm. um, but you know, they don't really extend beyond like a couple of years from now. Like okay. I think in part because like thinking about 
if I have to envision like the rest of my life as being single, like that's mm-hmm. just really hard. What's but if I, when's <laughs> what's coming up right now? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like it's kind of what I've already said. It's just hard. I don't know. Hard to think about like, um, like feeling this way for the yeah. rest of my life. Like that. Yeah. I think that's kind of. Okay. So it's not necessarily being single. It's feeling this sad and lonely. Yeah. I mean, it's probably both, but okay, <laughs> I feel like part of it too. It's like, well, if I'm going to, yeah, if I'm going to be alone, then like, am I going to go through the rest of my, like, you know, 70 years of life on this earth? <laughs> yeah. Like, feeling like like that's a long time that's a really long time Um, (laughs) and I'm gonna I'm gonna say no you're not going to because you're going to continue to grow and evolve and change and set new goals and you're gonna grieve the fact that you're not married you know you're gonna grieve that Mm -hmm. you already are grieving it but you won't stay in the place where you are right now forever And it's hard to imagine that when you're in it. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Right? Like it's, it's Uh just really hard. Will there continue to be sadness? Yes. Will there continue to be some lonely, like an aspect of loneliness? Yes. But it doesn't mean it's going to be as intense as it is right now, because you're going to get better at living your life the way you want to live it. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. You have I to wanna, trust me. You just uh, yeah, have, I'm like, I want to, I want to say that's true, but I'm not convinced. The yeah, moment. <laughs> for sure. Cause you're, when you're in really intense emotion, it's really hard to uh-huh. think uh, that you'll ever feel differently. And I just want to acknowledge like the cultural problem that is perpetuating yeah. your feelings of not good enough. And I failed yeah. and I'm not blessed and I'm not, like that is the, the culture is the problem. Oh yeah. Well, and like, I've even had some of these conversations with friends that like aren't members of the church, just mm-hmm. talking about like the culture around the church and are getting married and like, they're just like, they'll think it's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> like they, they can't understand it. And like, you know, somebody who is not a member of the church, not to say people don't have these same feelings, not being members of the church, but it's just like this, the the pressure isn't there maybe is the, is the way yeah. to phrase it. At, at 31, people are just starting to maybe consider getting married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's like, oh, well, maybe I should think about getting married now. Where in the church, it's like, you've been thinking about it since you were baptized. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So recognize that like, that is not you. Like there's nothing wrong with you or your life. It's just, you're in a culture uh-huh. that idealizes certain aspects of life and that it, that's not helping you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's the culture that's like a huge, huge part of the problem. And we're not yeah. going to, we're not going to change that right now. No, but I feel like you know, I've seen more people online starting to talk about this. Like, I think Mm -hmm. people are starting to have more open conversations. And like, I think that's encouraging. And I think that's part of why I wanted to like talk with you about this, because I think 
you know, if we can have conversations about it, then like hopefully that can kind of start to, to shift things. Mm -hmm. And I think also even like, you know, some of the married people in my life, like don't understand how hard it is. Um, And so I think, you know, hearing people having these conversations can help just with like a little bit of empathy, maybe. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's important like for you to be a critical thinker about the messages that you've gotten from the church mm-hmm. and to, to really be mindful of like, do I really believe that or not? Like, do I really believe my life is not worth anything because I'm not married or that mm-hmm. I'm f- flawed because I'm not married? Like, do I really believe that and kind of sort through those beliefs yeah. And, and I mean, I think I would say like, I don't believe that yeah. <laughs> like in my, in my head, but right, right. It, it doesn't mean I don't still like feel, feel that. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But changing your, your thoughts and your beliefs about it is one way to kind of start sh- that shift in your heart. Mm-hmm. So really like being explicit about like, oh, I was taught my life is not, there's not a place for me in the church. My life is not as valuable, blah, blah, blah. Like write them down mm-hmm. and then write next to them what you actually believe or want to believe. Okay. And then really focus on the, like, no, I really believe like my life is just as valuable and I'm just as worthy. And I, this, you know, like this has nothing to do with me as a human being. Mm-hmm. It has to do with, you know, some people don't get married and some do. And some get married and divorce and some get married and have horrible marriages and stay married. Some people like there's just all different paths. And this is yours at this point. So write those beliefs down. And then in the next column, like where, where it came from. And then the next column, what you actually believe or want to believe about that message. Okay. Well, Lindsay, what, what are some things that you're going to take from our time today? Well, I like, I like what you just talked about, about writing down these things and kind of being more explicit about Mm -hmm. what I do and don't believe and like, Mm -hmm. you know, really sitting with like, what is the new, the motivation for my faith? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Because I haven't really uh, given that much thought. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to ask, I know we're almost out of time, but do you have any thoughts on my like dating anxieties? I just want to normalize it. I think that you're not alone in feeling that in order to find a person that you can love and share your life with, you kind of have to meet a lot of people. And so it might be a good thing like to talk about with a therapist in addition Mm -hmm. to your, your family of origin stuff. Mm -hmm. It might be good to talk about that anxiety and what that's about and kind of sort through it. Because it's normal to have, but if it's getting in the way of you creating the life that you want or moving forward with dating, then I think it's worth spending some time looking at and and processing. Okay. 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 Uh All right. Well, Lindsay, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story and for sharing your heart and your struggles. Uh (laughs) I think it's going to resonate with a lot, a lot of women. And I'm over the years, I've worked with so many single women in particular who who have expressed similar feelings of like, something must be wrong with me. Yeah. Um, 
And so I just want to say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're delightful. (laughs) Thanks. And again, like, it's one of those things that I know, like in my head. Right. um, But it's hard to always feel that. Yeah, definitely. It takes, it takes some practice and work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, reach out to a therapist. Okay. 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 Thank you. I do You're have welcome. one of those. So. Good, good. Oh, awesome. And I hope they're yeah. good. So, yeah, we haven't well, met in a couple months, but I do have one. So, okay, good. Well, maybe time to, to yeah. meet back up. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, for thank sure. you again for your time okay. today and for yeah, taking the time you. to be on the show. Okay. Of course. Thank you for having me. Take good care. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.